Hello, Assalamualaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And I'm back and it's 11.32 a.m. And it is 30th of January, 2024. And um, I, for the life of me, couldn't understand how to fix the erratic noise cancellation of my mic because sometimes it works wonderfully and sometimes it just doesn't work. So I really don't get it. Um, and as always, I just ended up helplessly just leaving it to its own devices after trying whatever I could. Um, first of all, I don't even understand why after the updates, uh, the noise suppression option just got removed. Um, there's no noise suppression or noise reduction and that got removed like uh, a long time ago after the updates. But after that, I still, you know, when, when I checked all the other things, um, then it worked. It worked pretty well. But I don't know why, again, this last, uh, that episode where there was a lot of noises, why it picked those noises up, especially with the DVD, um, you know, making all those clicking and, um, you know, humming noises, because it never picks those noises up ever. Um, it happens, you know, the clicking and the, and all that, it happens with the DVD. Sometimes it does it sort of a some sort of a movement, whatever it is, some background activity, and never picks it up. But anyway, so I do apologize once again for that that episode where there was a lot of clicking and beeping. So yeah, um, I hope this time nothing happens, and I hope this time it works. But to stay on the safe side, I am sort of, you know, um, doing it at a point where there's complete silence. As you know, I actually do prefer to have a little bit of background sounds. But I do not like the other kind of sounds that just seep in for no reason when I'm not in a mood for, mood for them to seep in. So the Election uh, Commission uh, and what the illegal U.S. imported dogs are up to. Number one, um, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this in my podcast or if it was right after my podcast. But it was yesterday morning, I think. Yesterday, early in the morning, um, I get this call. Um from it was Sunday morning I think I get this call from one of the Muslim League uh, members you know and he's like you know you need to vote for uh, Muslim League and I'm like why do I need to vote for Muslim League and then he's like oh no it's your choice I'm like if it's my choice then why the hell are you calling me and telling me to vote for Muslim League why are you telling me to vote for Nawaz Sharif's party I'm like, who the hell allowed you to even call me on my private number so early in the morning and disturb me on a Sunday just so that you can dictate to me who I need to vote for? You know, and then I just put the phone down on him. And, uh, you know, that same morning they'd call everybody because my father received the call, my mother received the call and all. And then some really odd thing happened last night. Last night, um, my father, my mother and I, we simultaneously got a phone call from this supposedly landline number which I later on blocked. Um, and that number, I found it very suspicious. And I'm thinking that this is probably one of those things, those new things that the illegal government is now trying to do to tap onto people's privacy. You know, this number was 0423862 First, I thought that this number was probably uh, maybe linked to one of those um, charity hospitals and all, but that charity hospital number, although a few digits are similar, but no, it's not the same exact code. 
that begins with 380. This is 386. So the weird part about this thing is it's really odd, okay? It's that when I was saying hello, um, I nobody was answering, but at the same time, I could hear my mother saying hello from completely two different ends. I could hear her saying hello from her room, and then I could hear her say hello from within my phone, like through that call. So I found that highly suspicious, and then I just dropped the call, and in fact, the call dropped, and I immediately blocked the number. So there are these weird-ass activities that are being done. And then there's another thing that the Election Commission has started in order to tamper with the Election Commissions, which again leads me on to my, you know, my uh, opinion regarding the fact that I feel we need to boycott the elections because uh, it's just going to make things worse. And that is um, the... The election commission is has, has started this new thing where now it has separated family members. Now, normally, as has always been, um, you know, if you're living in one house and you belong to one area, um, then your polling station is always within that area, right? So in my residential area, the polling station has always been inside our area because we actually have that capacity to do so. And every year, every election year, we have always had a polling station set up within the area, right? Uh, and yet this time what they've done is not only have they separated the polling station for each family member that belongs to one same house in one same area, but they have tried to put us really far from our areas. So instead of actually giving us a polling station that is in our area, they are sending us to far off areas that are literally um, half an hour drives especially if you have traffic then it can be up to 40 minutes drive right and they're doing this in order to discourage people from going and voting obviously um, so they are deliberately messing with people's polling stations and their areas and they're messing with their families so that they can separate the families first and then they can you know so they're making it so difficult and they're turning it into a hassle so that people can say, you know, just F it, we're not doing it. So this is why I'm saying that if, if they are finally, you know, agreeing to have an election, although they're still 50-50 on it, but the fact is that they're already taking steps. Right from the start, they had been, you know, they had begun to take steps to ensure that if ever there is an election, it should be 100% to their advantage. So I don't see why we need to act like a civilized nation because we are not one, okay? So why do we need to act like one and sit and wait for the elections? We need to boycott it immediately, and that is a fact, okay? Because we cannot take concrete steps to make sure that these are fair and free elections, okay? And the IMF has, you know, uh, not only disturbed us with their taxes, but they have now increased problems for areas like Gilgit Baldistan, where they basically get wheat. As we know, Punjab is the main wheat provider. It has been the wheat provider for Bangladesh even for a long time. So Punjab is the main wheat provider for the whole of Pakistan. And obviously, uh, uh, wheat, you know, flour is, is one of those things that is subsidized. And the IMF has now suddenly uh, dictated to the government that, you know, that there should be no subsidy. 
So first, the IMF claims that it has nothing to do with uh, creating poverty in Pakistan and it has nothing to do with, uh, you know, with making lives, uh, people's lives more difficult in Pakistan. They were blaming the Pakistani illegal government for doing that. But now, can they honestly, you know, eschew uh, from that responsibility when the IMF itself is monitoring and dictating and it is itself laying out all these rules that there should be no subsidy, there should be no this, this. So they are themselves actually making the lives of the normal people miserable. So in Gilgit, Pakistan, where they had already begun their protests on fake billing, hidden taxes, illegal taxes, illegal billing. Um, and as you know, that where the rest of Pakistan suddenly just, you know, after one week of protest, you know, they just sat down. But Gilgit, Baldistan and KPK and the northern areas, they never sat down. They continued with their protests. And now their protests are just gaining momentum because more and more things are being thrown in, you know, they're being thrown in in the protests because apart from the bills, then you've got the gas problems, which are again uh, deliberately created. Then you've got now the subsidy items that are no longer subsidized. So... Things are piling on and uh, Punjab is uh, reacting in its own way. But Punjab is, in my opinion, Punjab is doing a very stupid thing by just, you know, being aggressive towards the politicians and and all. I think Punjab needs to uh, create a, a momentum of their own in protest and join in again, you know, with. See, uh, there are so many things right now going on that can very, very easily make the whole Pakistan unitedly stand and do a full scale, you know, national level protest, which we have been doing. I know that people, I know that. We, but again, it's not the way I'm saying that needs to be done. What I'm saying is it needs to be done the way it was done prior to the elections when led by Imran Khan. It needs to be done when it was done when Imran Khan was ousted. You know, it needs to be done the way it was done when Pakistan and Hong Kong both at the same time had completely locked down their countries in a nationwide protest. That's a different story that the world preferred to focus on Hong Kong because that suited national interests of America and Britain and Pakistan's uh, lockdown by the by the people. Um, Pakistan's completely, uh, you know, complete shutdown um, by the people on the streets was not, uh, you know, it, it was actually going against American interests, obviously, and British interests. Which leads me again to the fact that look at how blatantly shameless America and Britain are and Europe and the Netherlands. The Netherlands that always talks about freedom of everything. Suddenly they remember that they're Christians, that they need to have a crusade against Muslims, you know. So the Netherlands um, and, uh, you know, Europe, the whole of Europe and America that have lived off of the Islamic system for almost a century now. Um, the fact that they have, you know, become what they are today because of the Islamic system that they have lived off. And now suddenly they want to go against the people of that system, the, 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 the Muslims. So, again, I would say it again that they are literally courting their own demise. But the problem is that before they die, they are definitely going to ruin the world. They're going to screw with the world because the world war which is actually going to be a crusade. It's not going to be just a world war. This is actually their crusade. So it's going to be a crusade. And so at the end of the day, the dreaded jihad that they that they are so scared of is going to happen. 
because their crusade is our jihad. So if jihad is bad, then your crusade is bad. Because remember, they're both the same thing, actually. You call them crusade, we call it jihad, but it's actually the same thing. So, um, the Muslims are obviously in the right because they have been torturing the Muslims for, you know, a century. After borrowing the system, after making themselves what they are today, they have been dehumanizing Muslims. They have been uh, committing genocide against Muslims. America, remember, was actually behind the Bosnian genocide. Okay, and it's just that that time they were not prepared to very openly admit to it. So when the world, you know, went against the whole thing, then America pretended that they were on the side of the Bosnians. But remember, America was literally weaponizing and financing Serbs. Okay. Similarly, um, the Rognia Muslims that are being, um, you know, uh, massacred, that genocide is going on. And again, you know, because it serves American interests, so nobody's talking about it. Then the Palestinian Front, again, because it was serving their interests, now, now because they think that they have actually laid out all the plans, everything has come to a completion. Now, you know, it's just the culmination point. So now they're actually ready to open up, expose themselves and say, yeah, we're here to kill everybody. You know, so that's what America and Britain is all about. They are both saying that, yes, this was our plan and we are not going to allow anybody in the world to interfere with our plan on recolonization, on stealing of more resources from the Muslim countries that we've already stolen from centuries ago and we are still stealing from at the moment. And we want to once more control the whole world. After all, that's why we built the United Nations, so that we can keep that in hand. And now, nobody's going to stop us, you know. But obviously, the problem with the rest of the world is that the rest of the world is kind of catering to them by not sending a collective army, you know, to stop it. Listen, if the world really does not want a war, then the United Nations needs to send its peace troops to Palestine, okay? But the fact that the United Nations has failed to do so even now, you know, I mean, up till now, they haven't even sent their troops. I don't even know what they're thinking, right? So that is saying a lot. It's saying a lot. It, it, it proves all our points regarding the United Nations, you know, and the existence of the United Nations and the control of the Western world on it. The United Nations is, is once again just a, sh it's just a drama, it's just a show put on, you know. And the real reason behind United Nations has always been to keep control, okay? So at the moment, uh, we have a world crisis created by these insane people who literally have this God complex, and they think that it is, you know, it is their duty and their right and their responsibility to own the earth and to lord over it and to rule over it. But obviously, they're the ones that are going to die, as I said. At the end, America is definitely going to implode. It's going to explode. It's going to implode. It's going to self-destruct and it's going to be destroyed by the rest of the world because of what it is doing to the rest of the world. The same is with Europe. They are literally going to push their people back to the dark ages. Europe is going to definitely be destroyed. So there is no doubt there, you know, it's going to be destroyed on all levels. So 
again, it doesn't matter to, to a person like me. I don't even care that it's going to be destroyed or not. Why? Because in the process, the process towards their destruction means destroying everybody else. You see, that's the main problem. They are going to wreak havoc all over the world. So I think that the world needs to be prepared. The world, instead of just yelling, stop, 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 the world actually needs to physically put a stop to it. Otherwise, it is going to blow out into this full-fledged crusade. Okay, it's as simple as that. Like it or not. Yes, in this crusade, you will actually have um, people, uh, you will have countries that are supposedly, uh, you know, uh, you will have countries basically like Russia and China that are not Muslims, but they will be with this side. Yes, they will be against the Americans and the Europeans because despite the fact that the Americans and the Europeans are considering it to be a crusade, and in a sense it is a crusade because the vast majority that are being harmed by them are Muslims. So Muslims will have to do a, a follow-up on that. They, there will be a crusade. But the fact that China and Russia are also, um, you know, uh, literally being targeted by the Western world. So yes, that means that China and Russia will definitely step in. And I think that um, all, no matter how much countries will try to stay away from this, they cannot. So I think that countries really need to be ready and they need to prep for it, but not at the expense of their people. Okay. For example, the illegal government of Pakistan, they're not prepping us for wars, the, for a war that could defend us. No, they're actually being prepped and they are prepping those, this country for a war that we have to fight, which once again is detrimental to us because we are going to be used by the British and the Americans in this war once again. And that is what this whole Iranian thing is about. The fact that despite the fact that Iran and Pakistan decided not to pursue any, um, you know, any violence, you know, after what happened, and everybody went back to their places. The, both the embassies opened up again. And the very next day, I mean, I mean, before they could actually even open up, you know, again, somebody gets attacked. So what does that tell you? That tells you that America was not happy with the fact America wanted Pakistan to push on against Iran. You know, America wanted, as remember, America has always wanted that the Muslim world should never be united because it's so weird. It's really weird. But the Americans are so scared scared of Muslim unity and they're so scared of jihad. It's laughable, seriously. You have no idea the kind of tricks America and Britain have been pulling for the past century. You know, the kind of lame-ass tricks that they've been pulling, the kind of strategic tricks that they've been pulling, um, you know, uh, in order to divide the Muslim world, in order to divide Muslims within one country, you know. And they have not exactly succeeded because, you know, uh, as you can see, it took them ages and ages and they had to literally create a war in Syria in order to give rise to, you know, because that conflict that they were trying within Syria, it wasn't working. Similarly, they've tried that in Pakistan like a million times. It hasn't really worked the way they wanted it to. You know, Pakistanis are too lazy. I told you, Pakistanis are just too lazy. So similarly, you know, 
um, because in Islam, you know, uh, tolerance, endurance, patience is the, these are key. You know, this is why I think at the end of the day, in the name of patience and tolerance and endurance, Muslims have become too lazy. They've become too complacent. And that is why it has been so easy for the Western world to dehumanize Islam, to dehumanize Muslims, while at the same time fully benefiting from the Islamic system. Right. Their women rights, their children rights, their laws, their um, their economic structure, their constitutional structure their legal structure, everything, their social structure, every single thing is based on the Islamic system. And they have fully benefited from it while not allowing the Muslims to benefit from it. And, you know, you if you look at, your, uh, if you look at the Western world and compare it with the Middle East, then you will have a, a pretty good idea of, uh, you know, the, the life standard in the Middle East is extremely high. In fact, probably has the highest standard in the whole world. <clears throat> the quality of things in the Middle East surpasses that of the rest of the world. So, yeah, I mean, America and Europe, they are barely there. If you compare them, if you even look at their crime rate in the Middle Eastern countries, it's basically on the minus. It's not even zero. It's basically on the minus. Why? Because of the strict laws. Right. Those same laws that the Americans are always trying to protest against, those same laws are the laws that have kept the Middle East a crime free region, basically. OK, um, as opposed to America and Europe, where they actually tampered with those laws. And, you know, calling them conservative, calling them uh, old fashioned or calling them obsolete. And that is why there is this huge crime rate in Europe and America compared to the Middle Eastern regions. So you have to take these things into account, you know, instead of blindly talking about things that the, that you don't know. And that is the fact that the most ignorant uh, people, you know, are again those of the Western world who have no clue as to what exactly their governments have been up to. They have no clue what their governments have been doing. They always wake up right at the end when all the damage is done. They woke up right at the end when Iraq was already, you know, damaged. They woke up at the end when Syria was damaged. And they're always looking to blame Saudi and they're looking to blame. Hello, it's your own government. Your own government is 100% behind everything. Saudi is being and Saudi is being used by the American government. Okay. Um, remember that the royal family in Saudi is not even the original genuine royal family of Saudi. These are the those that were planted by your government, by the British, and then later your government has been heavily involved <clears throat> in it. And that is the only reason why finally Israel has got an entry in Saudi, which was something that was never allowed, never allowed, even even the you know, previous kings of Saudi, despite the fact that they knew that they were agents of America and Britain and Israel, but they, because they actually have a Jewish background originally, so they literally could not even dare to open the doors to Israel because they were still not confident enough that they could pull that off. So as you can see, as I said, because all the plans have reached a final stage, that is why one by one all these things are happening. The doors are being opened for Israel in Saudi Arabia, which could never have happened and never would have been allowed. Then you have Israel stomping all over Palestine <clears throat> openly in front of the world and nobody is able to do anything. Actually, people can do a lot if they want to, <clears throat> but nobody's doing anything. Nobody's bothering with it. 
So these things are definitely coming into play. And once again, I would say that it's the, the people, the fact that the people were living under this illusion that they belonged to a free state when they were never a free state, the fact that the people had this illusion that they had control over their government and they could stop their government, which has time and again proved them um, been proved wrong because you have Vietnam, you have Iraq, you have Syria, you have Palestine. I mean, what have you been able to stop seriously? What have you people been able to stop up to date? So I think that people really need to wake up and smell the coffee right now, okay? And I think that China, Russia, um, and you know um, other countries, they need to stop just verbally, you know, uh, cond you know, con condoning or not condoning whatever it is that is going on in the world. I think that they need to now physically, physically uh, work towards putting a stop to it if they really do want to. Otherwise, as I said, we are definitely heading for war. And we can see it from our own government's behavior. You know, the fact that they are disregarding the people of Pakistan, the fact that our establishment and army do not care about the fact that they have been exposed as traitors, the fact that they do not care now that they, you know, they have gone, they are, they are scared, they're shitting their pants, but they cannot even afford to now fix it because they're so scared of their American masters, you know, who are dictating everything to them. And they know that they've already lost the people of Pakistan, so they cannot afford to lose their masters either now. And that is why they're just pushing ahead. They're just pushing ahead aggressively like fools, you know, shoving everything in, forcing everything down our throats. And why? Because, you know, oh, America is their master. And America has said that the plan has come to fruition and all the doors need to be opened. So that's what's going on. So... People, again, think about it. Just think about it. This is something we've been talking about for years. And there were so many people that tried to claim that this was misinformation, but everything has come out in the open. You know, these are things that I've hinted in my books as well, because to me, as a writer, I feel that it's our responsibility to bring out the truth to people, to let them see what exactly is going on, even if it is fiction. So although my books are fiction, but every, every single information put in regarding history, regarding current affairs, regarding racism, regarding discrimination, regarding global affairs, regarding, you know, everything, you know, has been put in, um, that has been put in, has been from real archives, okay? They have been put in from real research and they're the truth, right? Because I feel that... I have seen so many writers distort the truth, you know, in the name of fiction. And as an avid reader myself, I do know that even, even when we read fiction, when there is even the slightest bit of information that has some relation to the truth or, or to something that has been going on in reality, then we consider that information, you know, and we do try to think that, oh, okay, is this actually what is going on? You know, even if it's fiction that we're reading. So this is why I have been very, very careful not to distort the truth um, when I add it to my works of fiction. And I think that this is, this is a duty and a responsibility of all writers who actually think that it's okay to mix the truth with fiction and then distort that truth completely, you know. 
Yeah, I think we cannot really do that because readers really do learn. They really do learn from that, you know. So, well, this is me uh, hoping that people will actually see what's going on. And I know people are now actually beginning to see what's going on. But let me tell you one thing. We need to physically stop the genocide in Palestine. We need to physically stop India from committing that same genocide in Kashmir. Okay, so we have two fronts here. We have Kashmir and we have Palestine. And they're both right now being ethnically cleansed. And who is behind it all? Your great America and Britain. Always, as always. These are the two fitnas of the world, you know. And India is the third fitna. We have actually three fitnas. You have the global fitnas, which are Britain and America and their allies, their NATO allies. And then in Asia, you've got one fitna, and that is India. These three fitnas who believe that they are, you know, they have this God complex and they believe that they can do anything they want to and that they, the world owes them and they own the world and they, you know, this needs to stop. It needs to be physically stopped. Well, this is me signing out. Who the hell is?